Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Heck, it's biblical. The physical delivery of gold and silver. It is what we do. And welcome to Thursday, one week before Turkey Day. Just a couple of quick announcements. Uh, Number one, we will be closed next Thursday and Friday. Uh, Obviously, you guys can always order online 24-7 at allamericangold.com. But if you want to talk to uh, one of us here, uh, you've got today, tomorrow, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we'll be off Thursday and Friday for the Thanksgiving holidays. Uh, So you'll hear repeats as well. Uh, I know KXXT is closed Thursday and Friday next week. 1360 KHNC, we are also uh, going to be closed next Thursday and Friday. So you'll hear uh, repeated shows and things of that nature uh, on Thursday and Friday. And then we'll be back to normal operating hours until the Christmas and New Year's holidays. And we'll announce uh, when we'll be closed during that time uh, as well. Uh, As always, I'm joined with my partner in Colorado, Jason Walker. Jason... Happy Thursday? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Okay. And if everyone's lucky, on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Joe will have a special that will last all the way through the four days You know that we're off. <laughs> that would be a, <laughs> get something that actually has there's enough volume that, hey, if, uh, your uncle your uncle shows up uh, on Thanksgiving, he's like, hey, you're talking about the silver company, the gold company. He's like, yeah, well, give him a call and uh, order some of it because we don't know what's going to happen Monday. Listen, I, I only laugh because Jason's put me on the spot here as we've been uh, scrambling around uh, for all kinds of things. Uh, listen, today we're going to talk a lot about silver, just to let people know we, we had uh, uh, several different uh, silver things that we need to talk about uh, today. One of them being silver supply, right? Where are we? Uh, what, 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 is, what is it? What are we looking at here? Are we going to have... Uh, continued surpluses? Are we are we getting into silver shortage shortages on the supply side? You know, and you hear all these conflicting reports. Uh, depending on on which narrative uh, you lean towards, and, and again, uh, we don't lean towards any narrative. And people will laugh. Oh, yes, you do. No, I, I lean toward. Give me the facts. Tell us what's real. That's the narrative we want to portray. Uh, and you got to wait for these things to come out. Uh, we, we had. Uh, you know, there was guys out last week saying, uh, oh, no, there's no silver shortages, and uh, people just want to scare you and this and that, which which is kind of funny, obviously. I don't know what planet that guy lives on. Uh, and then there's other people out there uh, that are definitely, Jason, I would say, uh, glorifying how bad it is or isn't. But today we're going to give you facts, at least the facts as we know it, because obviously Jason and I are not out there physically counting silver stockpiles, uh, but the people that do release some data here in the last 24 hours, we're going to talk about uh, silver demand, we're going to talk about silver supply, and then we're going to talk about what that means for the price of silver uh, as well today. So uh, today's show, we're going to focus more uh, on the silver side, uh, just because this data came out, Jason. Yeah, and, and 
anybody that has uh, dealt with gold and silver for any length of time knows that silver is completely undervalued and, and head-scratchingly low in price, which means you should be stocking up because, uh, you know, guys like uh, the banks, like J.P. Morgan, don't buy uh, tens of millions of ounces for it to sit at a low price, Joe. Yeah, and, and again, uh, silver, so people know, because it is a lot less than gold, you know, $25 versus, you know, almost $1,900. Uh, it is a market, on, on and we, when we talk about market, we're talking about paper markets. Uh, it is a market that that uh, can be easily manipulated because, uh, you know, and Jason named the bank, uh, we, we, and J.P. Morgan is the, uh, is always largely in the silver market, and so it depends. You always got to be careful what you read uh, on silver because if it's a uh, someone that's, uh, I'll say, a trader, a paper trader of silver. In other words, that's how they make their livings. Uh, they're going to skew it uh, towards the what I'll say the uh, the the banker side of things, and then if you talk to people that are in the physical market, right, they're going to tell you the exact opposite story. Uh, and usually, like all things, right, Jason, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Well, today we're going to give you the middle, uh, and it, it's it's something where uh, I was even surprised by it as well. We know uh, silver demand is climbing Uh I will say this, this is definitely an orchestrated event by the mints of the world to keep it somewhat in line. I'll give you a little teaser, somewhat in line. Unfortunately, Jason, it looks like they're starting to lose control. So uh, I think Jason's right. We're probably going to see a a very, very... uh, robust, for lack of a better term, uh, move in the silver markets. Uh, But uh, we will also talk some economic data out. You know, we had jobless claims out. Uh, Jobless claims now looks like, now that we're through all the, you know, uh, I don't want to say fake claims, but COVID claims or whatever, we're kind of settling out here uh, just below 300,000 weekly people filing for unemployment for the very first time. Uh, to this number today, uh, today was just under two hundred seventy thousand. That's that's been the range between two sixty and two eighty, uh, seemingly being the range. Uh, anyone being for uh, anyone forced to lose their job due to uh, vaccine issues aren't able to file. So technically, I guess the number could be a lot higher than that. But that's that uh, that and some other things. We'll talk to about what the Cargill CEO had to say about inflation as well. Don't touch that guy. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News, our Joe Jake with Jason Walker here on this Thursday. And uh, as promised, Silver, where are we at? I, I will, I'm going to make a couple of quick announcements because uh, I was able to buy two more cases of Silver Eagles this morning. They are sealed boxes. Which, uh, there's no, you know, 2021s, I'm not even, I'm not even thinking we'll get any. So these are all going to be backdates, which the backdates are all carrying premiums. We don't care about that. What I care about is that the fact that they're sealed, so they're going to uh, be fresh. You know, when you open them up, they're not going to be super toned and ugly and worn out. Uh, so I've got 50 rolls of silver eagles today. 
They're going to be 725 a roll. That's all I've got. And again, this is how silver's going to go for at least the next two months. For at least the next two months. Uh, as, as I've been trying to tell everybody, here's how the Mint operates. The Mint makes Silver Eagles all the way up to sometime between Thanksgiving and, let's say, the 10th of December, give or take. They, they announced we're stopping and we're not going to make any more for the year of 2021. Then they will start producing 2022 Silver Eagles. They won't ship any of them. You can't do anything about it. They're just going to start minting them. They're going to try to mint five or six million Silver Eagles to be released in January for the next year, for 2022. Uh, Normally, between, say, January 7th to the 17th in that in that 10-day period, they're going to set a release date. And then the bullion banks will tell us, okay, I'm going to get Silver Eagles on January such and such. Right? So say January 15th, January 20th, somewhere in that time frame, uh, and then we'll, we'll be able to start shipping them out. I don't know when we'll be able to book 2022 Silver Eagles, uh, they're already, listen, there's companies out there already pre-selling these. I'm just going to tell you, be careful. That's all I'm going to tell you. Be careful. Because they're selling things that they don't have at a price that they don't know. And if the price goes the wrong way, you're not going to get them. That's all I'm saying. Uh, So here, when we sell things, we only sell what we actually have. I've got 50 rolls of Silver Eagles, uh, 725 a roll, uh, junk silver and junk quarters. I'm going to put those back on sale today as well. Uh, We ran those, I want to say, a week, week and a half ago, uh, and those are still, uh, they are somewhere, UPS has them somewhere between uh, San Diego and Phoenix and somewhere between San Diego and Colorado. Uh, They they may be landing as early as today for those of you that ordered them the last time around. Rolls of silver quarters, 240. Rolls of silver dimes at 120. And, and I've got a couple of bags of each. So i got a couple of bags of quarters, a couple of bags of dimes. Now that I've done that part, let's talk about silver. Let's start with demand, Jason. Right? Because, you know, uh, supply and demand uh, should really drive pricing uh, outside of paper manipulation, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, and, and I believe demand is, is about as high as it's ever been, Joe. Well, it's funny you say that because Jason doesn't know. But demand reached $1.29 billion ounces this year. Uh, that is the first time that it's breached a billion ounces in six years. Uh, also is right at the all-time record high. So this is uh, when we talk about silver demand 2021 uh, is, is is right there. Now, let's break down. Uh, as we know, silver's an industrial metal, right? So unlike gold, where gold, you know, gold's the monetary metal. It does have some 
applications in the industrialized economy, right? There's a little bit of silver in your cell phone, or gold in your cell phone, a little bit of gold in a laptop and things like that. But silver, there's silver's in so many things. On the industrial side of things, it's a new all-time record high. 524 million ounces. And in this, they're saying demand is going to rise 13% as silver takes a key role in the new quote-unquote green economy. So think about this. We just hit a new all-time high, and now they're saying, hey, next year, it's going to be 13% higher. So when you, you know, just doing some uh, back of the the napkin type things here, you're talking about another 68 million ounces on top of the 524 for next year. Okay? So that's what's, what's that, that is the, the industrial side of things. The report also noted robust investment demand. They said that investment demand for silver increased 34% to 263 million ounces. Now, here's what's interesting. That's not a record. That's not a record. But the only reason it wasn't a record is because all of the mints, and I mean all of them, underproduced anywhere from 5 to 20 million ounces off of their all-time record high. So if you take the U.S. Mint as an example, the U.S. Mint in, I want to say, 2015 or 2016, one of those two years, I can't remember which one, they minted 50 million ounces of silver. They only minted, right now, it looks like this year's number is going to come in at 35 million. And all of us know, everybody in the industry knows, we easily could have sold 50 million if it had been available. That wouldn't have even been a problem. And, and so when we look at where the investment is coming from, and they're saying, listen, Physical industry demand, all-time record highs. They, physical investment demand, not an all-time record high, but not because it couldn't have been. Not because the demand wasn't there, the supply wasn't. And so now there's a lot of people are saying, we're going to have a, a problem heading into the following years if investment demand continues to outpace so the, there's the, the demand side. So we, we've got the most ever for industrial, and they say next year's going to shatter that record. Uh, the most ever total uh, in investment demand, by the way, you know, when you're talking up 34%, Jason, that's a pretty big number. Can you imagine if CNN went on the air and said, the U.S. Mint would like to make more silver eagles, but they just can't get the silver. Can you imagine how many people go jumping into silver, Joe? And this is the thing. This is what I think really is happening. Is they didn't want to get it. Because 
Think about well. Let me get to this part. So let's talk supply. Okay. So let's talk supply and let's let's connect dots. So based on all that, when you look at silver, how much silver got mined out of the ground? What you know, scrap this, that, the other. Did we did we end up with more silver at the end of the year or less? Right. That that's what we want to look at. And according to the Silver Institute who released their report yesterday afternoon. They say that the physical silver market is going to show a supply deficit for the first time since 2015. They're they're saying they anticipate the deficit to be roughly 7 million ounces. They said overall silver demand grew by 15% this year. And they said that with all demand components contributing to the number, and when you think about, okay, if they were short $7 million, imagine if the U.S. Mint ran at full capacity. Well, there'd be another $15 million. Imagine if the Canadian Mint ran at full capacity. Well, there's about another $7 million. The Australian Mint, right? You see where I'm saying the, the 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 UK mint, the Austrian mint, the Chinese mint, right? If they all were producing what they really could have sold, we probably would have seen a supply deficit, Jason, of well over fifty million ounces. And I think this is this is the problem, and this is uh, the only reason that silver was being held back. But now the Silver Institute is saying next year. They are looking for a new all-time record high in demand, and they're saying they're also looking for a new time all-time record high for silver investment demand as well. So I don't know if they know something we don't, that somehow these mints are going to start producing more, uh, but they expect the silver shortage to grow even bigger in 2022. And uh, the, the similarities between 2015 and 2021, Joe, are in both of these years, silver completely and overly <clears throat> underpriced. Remember 2015, the, the lows of gold and silver at that time? Uh, I mean, right there, 2021, it's way underpriced, Joe. Well, you know, Jason brings up a great point because, you know, when you look at uh, the pricing and silver, uh, we hit peak demand. I want to say 2015, 2016 was peak demand. And as low prices. And <laughs> low prices, right? And then, and then uh, you know, you got to remember, uh, silver got all the way down to $12 and change. I want to say it was 1274 was the low. And it has been slowly uh, matriculating up here. And obviously with COVID got a boost. Uh, but we're getting ready to go back into this scenario. Remember when silver hit 50, all but, all but briefly, right? We had the same issues coming to play. Investment demand, because remember the first time around, that was really when we started to hear about solar, right? And, and remember, the, the federal government was subsidizing everything. Remember, Solar City and all that stuff? It's now Elon Musk owns, coincidentally, uh, with the help of the taxpayer, but that's a different show. And we had huge investment demand, and it looks like, Jason, we're going to have a repeat of, of, of that very same sort of thing. We've got a lot of economic uncertainty. 
on top of high industrial demand, on top of high investment demand, uh, and silver coming from a very underpriced standpoint. Uh, it, it just does look really, really bullish. The Silver Institute has a number, I want to throw it out there because it's different than the numbers I've been giving you, uh, says $26 uh, for silver before the end of the year. And if that happens, they say a lot more technical buying. And again, I think it's the same story we talked about with gold yesterday. I think the next 60 to 120 days, we're going to see uh, what I believe is a pretty significant repricing of the gold and silver markets, reflecting a more accurate picture of not only supply and demand fundamentals, as we just learned here, so now we know the story. Was there a silver shortage this year? Yes. Was it huge? No. It was 7 million ounces. But still, 7 million ounces, uh, that, that's a lot of silver. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, you're, you're talking about, that'd be 14,000 cases of silver eagles, right? You know, so it's not an insignificant amount. But it, the fact that the U.S. Mint could have produced twice that many, Tells you how big the, the shortage could have been. And I think it's going to be. We'll be back after the break. 800 uh Rolls of Silver Eagles, 725. Uh, they're going quick. So uh, we had 50 rolls. We got less now. Uh, we got two lines open, 800 951 I will not have the Silver Eagles online uh, because they won't last. Uh, but I did. I've already put uh, the rolls of dimes in quarters. I've already put those on sale online. The quarters are two forty a roll. Uh, the the dimes are half of that, one twenty uh, for the roll of dimes. You know, in the in the silver eagle rolls, you're going to get twenty ounces, twenty one ounce uh, U.S. silver eagles in each roll. The quarters, you're going to get ten dollars face value, so that's forty quarters in a roll. The dimes, $5 face value, uh, so you get 50 dimes in the roll. And again, we're going to be pretty much, right, you know, about the cheapest around, especially on, on all three of those products. Uh, let, me, let me get into this a little more. On the supply side of things, mined silver was 829 million ounces. And, and to give you some perspective, the, the largest amount of silver mined in the last 10 years was 2016 <laughs> at 900 million. 2015 was 897. So those two years. So we're almost at full mine capacity. And, and, and uh, just to, to give you other numbers, 2017, 864 million ounces. 2018, 850 million ounces. 2019, so the year before the pandemic, down to 836 million ounces. Obviously, during the pandemic, it fell uh, to 780. So we're at 829 million ounces. So pretty much... Right where we were in 2019, 
2018 was 850 million. So there's there's a little bit, maybe, and I don't know because you don't know. Some of these mines they just get depleted and they just can't produce uh, the amount of ounces that they've done in the past. I don't see a huge increase in mine supply at all. So we're near the top there. How about recycling? 192 million ounces for recycling. Uh, and then there's 1 million ounces in hedging for the total of 1 billion, 22 million ounces. Uh, but that 192 level for recycling, that's the biggest number going back to 2012. So again, I don't see a lot of room for recycling. To give you an idea, uh, 2019, it was only 171 million ounces. So that's 21 million ounces less. Uh, Most of the years, uh, 167, 164, 168, 168, 171. So this 192 million ounce number, Jason, is above, way above normal. Right. You know, and, and I'm, I'm, I want to go right back to 2015, Joe, when prices were way lower than they should have been, like they are in 2020, 2021. But there's a huge difference between the low prices of 2015 versus 2021 and 2020, which is Silver Eagles at some point, uh, $10 an ounce over spot or more. That didn't happen in 2015, Joe, which shows you a lot more stress. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. We weren't seeing uh, anywhere close uh, to the premiums that we're seeing today uh, in the silver markets. And, and Jason, you know, going back into 2015, you know, silver uh, was, got got into the the fourteen thirteen dollar range. Yep. Right. So uh, on, uh, and so you know, uh, when we're talking about. The differences in the markets today versus the markets then. Uh, we're looking at mine supply that's down about 70 million ounces, but that's probably just because there's just not that as much silver coming out of the ground right now, yet recycling supplies are up 30 million ounces from back then. So the, the supply number is very close. It's the demand numbers uh, that are really uh, growing at a, at a record pace. The and, and Joe, it was also coincidentally when J.P. Morgan bought 55 million ounces 2015. So why do I have a feeling yeah. they've been buying the last two years? That's, that's probably a great point. And getting back to, to the last part of this, as we watch industrial demand uh, skyrocket and then, of course, investment demand, uh, really hitting uh, some big numbers, 263 million, uh, the largest number since it was since 2015 when it was 310 million. That's the record, 310 on investment. So when you sit there and you look at this chart, I'm like, okay, that's we've got 40 plus million ounces minimum to go. Uh, now and and you're going to tell me that investment demand or industrial demand is going to jump 13 percent. Physical demand will be as high as they want it to be. 
In other words, if the mints produce at capacity, uh, it'll blow it off the charts, which leads me to believe, I guess i got to finish this point, I don't see silver premiums coming back in. Because I think what the mints are going to do, they're going to buy as much or as little as they, they need to to try to keep the supply deficit, Jason, somewhat in balance. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense. And uh, just like with any of these uh, commodity markets, you can push it and pull it and, and and do all these different things to try to control it. But at some point, Joe, a commodity is a commodity. At some point, the, uh, the you know the, the bottle, you know, the, the lid off the bottle just pops right off. Yeah, that's so. Uh, that's what we're looking at here. I think we've got a a very very bullish silver picture. Forget about you know we're talking about uh, price levels and and computer buys and all that stuff. That's one thing. But from a just supply and demand, demand for silver is at new all time record highs and is going to continue industrial demand think about this you don't have the the largest portion of the silver market is the industrial so that's like a little over half of the silver market and they're saying it's going to go up 13 percent next year well that would mean the mines would have to break their all-time record high just for the shortage to not get bigger yeah, it's going to be a wild ride. 800-951-0592. Hit the radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Got a couple lines open. Uh, Silver Eagles. These were sealed cases, uh, backdated sealed cases. Uh, they're 725 a roll, and it looks like uh, we've got about one case left. Uh, but don't worry. Uh, we also have the the quarters and, and the dimes on sale today. Uh, the quarters at two forty a roll. Uh, the dimes at one twenty a roll. All you new customers, listen. We're not like everybody else. Believe me, we don't have time to be like everybody. Don't want to be like everybody else. Just call the number and just say, "Hey, I'm new and I want the special." Now today we've got different items on sale, so they'll ask you, "Hey, which one would you like?" And you just tell them, well, I want the Silver Eagles, or I want the Quarters, or I want the Dimes, or I want some of each. And we're going to be, you know, real hard questions here. How many would you like? I mean, and then you tell them, well, I want one, five, ten, whatever it may be. That's it. That's it. We lock you in right over the phone. And and then you tell us, how you gonna, are you going to mail us a check? Uh, if you want to put it on a credit card, we take all four. We take Visa, MasterCard, Amex, Discover. We charge 2% for credit cards. So if you want to put it on a credit card, it's an extra 2%. Uh, or you mail us a check. You can do bank wire, obviously. Uh, you know, how, all the forms of payment. If you want to physically come into to our office in Phoenix or our office in Colorado, you can do so. And you can pay and pick it up then. Uh, if you want to pay cash and pick it up, fine. No problem. Uh, and what we do, we do everything by appointment, both offices, everything by appointment. We're not a coin store. We don't like that element. Right? You don't want to be uh, doing business and, and having uh, the tweaker that just stole grandma's jewelry 
uh, eyeballing you. And we and, and if you're you know we, we privacy is important, uh, so we do everything by appointment. So the, these Silver Eagles right now, they just landed in San Diego. I don't even have them here yet, but they'll be here in a few days. So you 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 call, you order it today. Uh, we're going to give you a trade number that locks you in, and then when this product arrives, we call you up, say your product's here. We'll set an appointment, and you come and pick it up. Now, obviously, the silver and gold markets are open; they're trading. Well, what if silver goes up a couple of dollars between when I ordered it and when I called? You're locked in. This when you order it, when you get that trade number, you're locked in. I don't care what the price of silver does. It can double, and you don't pay any more. Hey, conversely, if it goes down, you don't pay any less. I mean, it's just, you know, and that's it. There's no other games. We don't we don't cold call you, right? We don't do any of those things. It's a gentleman's deal, Joe. It's a, it's a gentleman's deal, right? Uh, you, you know, we lock you in, and uh, we agree to that price. Yeah, yeah. You agree, we agree, and we honor it. It's just uh, that simple. And then after that, if you never call us again, (laughs) you're never going to hear from us. Uh, It's kind of a weird way to do it, but that's the way we do it. We don't have uh, a phone room, and and we don't sell uh, your data to people. We don't do any of that stuff. Uh, we, We honor your privacy. We respect your privacy. Uh, we treat everybody the same. We treat you honestly. We treat you fairly. Uh, we're going to make a few bucks, but you're not going to get ripped off. And, and that's really how we've run this business from day one. 800-951-0592. And, you know, think about it. We're just wrapping up year 25 here. That tells you uh, that that we're doing business the right way and it tells you that uh, we, we were here for you yesterday we're going to be here for you today we're going to be here for you tomorrow we're, pro- we're probably going to be here for you for another 25 years 800-951-0592 the latest food manufacturer to wave the white flag Cargill CEO David McLennan a huge Central Bank fan has changed his mind about transitory inflation and now says food prices are going to be even higher in 2022, blaming elevated prices on supply chain, labor shortage, adverse weather conditions. His mom's sister's cousin's dog's college former roommate, you name it, he's blaming it on everybody. And he said that he thought inflation in agriculture and food was transitory. I feel less so now because all of the things that I thought were going to happen haven't happened. And that the inputs to the supply chain that we are watching continue to escalate and says that uh, says that Soaring food costs will not be temporary and will not recede 
Which, Jason, that was what he was saying as early as September. Well, there you have it, right? <laughs> oh, Joe, man. This, I, every time Joe puts something on the air, it just makes me uh, want to uh, open my wallet up and just buy a little more silver and gold and just fortify my position, Joe, because that's, yeah, boy, yeah, keep on going, Joe. <laughs> okay, next, how about Kroger? Let's, let's talk Kroger. They're calling it strike giving. Oh, Strikes giving. So we knew John Deere just finally settled. Their strike, it looks like the union has ratified it. Uh, John Deere tractors <laughs> getting a lot more expensive, I'll tell you that right now, uh, just based on that la- labor contract. Uh, we've had strikes at Frito-Lay, strikes at Nabisco. Now Kroger saying they're the latest that is getting ready to be hit by a strike. I'll tell you about that next. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. It's the Silver Spectacular sale today. Uh, whatever's left on Silver Eagles, 725 a roll. They will not be on the website because we're going to sell them out and we're going to be out again. Uh, we've been lucky. I'll say this. Uh, been lucky the, the last couple of weeks to get what we've gotten in Silver Eagles. Uh, and, and then uh, on the... The bags of Silver Eagles. I got a couple more bags of dimes, a couple bags of quarters from my bag man friend, which means price gets like it's so much more expensive than what we're selling it for on the open market out there. So uh, we've got uh, Silver Eagle rolls at seven twenty-five, the quarter rolls at two forty, the dime rolls at one twenty. The dimes and in the quarters are on the website if you want to order that way as well. So Strike Tober or Strikes Giving. Another reason why the transitory label does not apply. Strikes at Kellogg's. By the way, Kellogg's now suing the workers, the strikers, uh, believe it or not. Uh, John Deere, which I told you just ended. Uh, Kaiser, right, and the pharmaceutical side, they just avoided a strike this week. Now Kroger says... Uh, that they they are uh, being notified that 14,000 workers could be walking off the job next week, Jason, right in the heart of their busiest time of year. Uh, The union says that all the members have been voting on the proposal from Kroger, a record-breaking variety of members voted, So it was the largest voter, union voter turnout for Kroger ever. 97% of them voted to reject the contract offer. Uh, So that was, in other words, it missed by a, a mile. According to the union, Kroger has made billions in income throughout this pandemic. The corporate has proposed a contract that will pressure important workers to pay extra for their health care. And Kroger also wants to scale back full-time positions and offering uh, a, a, important, uh, an important positions in the union selling Kroger to go pound sand, Jason. Yeah, that, that this doesn't sound too good, Joe. doesn't sound too good. I mean... Uh... Uh, there's a reason why uh, Amazon is is uh, doubling their robot force, I guess, right? 
Well, that's another boy. You bring up a great point too. Uh, the the amount of robots CV, uh, CVS today, they're going to close nine hundred stores. Why? Uh, we're going to do it online. Right? We don't need. You know what? We don't have to employ anybody. <laughs> right? We don't have to do anything. Right, we get rid of land. We don't need the land. We don't need the space. We don't need the employees. Uh, it, it, it is. You're seeing this huge rush here. Uh, Kroger, I know, is very heavily investing in robots as well. Uh, and again, listen, I get it. Kroger's like health cost. Healthcare costs are skyrocketing. Wait till next year. The premiums. Just remember, I just told you about Medicare and Medicaid last week. Wait till you see what happens next year. Because the government now is not paying like they were for all the sick COVID patients. It's going to go through the roof. Patriot Radio News Hour. God bless everybody. 